human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept. And one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon from snowy Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, today, we're going to start a little differently. Our, our show today, as you know, is being addicted to conflict. And isn't it interesting? Two things are ex- extremely interesting to me today. The first time we've ever seen ground cover snow. And our guest's name is Nathan Snow. And I love that. I think nature has the sense of humor um the other thing is that he has a scheduled conflict and can't be with us possibly can't be with us for the whole show so we're going to get right to it nathan snow is a successful west coast entertainment executive and a committed spiritual traveler who's been meditating and exploring transformational practices for over 15 years He's the author of a new book, Breaking the Addiction to Conflict, 12 Tools to Quiet the Mind. And I'm absolutely delighted that he could be with us, even if it's just for a short period of time. Nathan Snow, welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. Thanks for having me, Irene. I'm absolutely delighted. Um, I have to say, I loved your thank yous in the book when you thanked Everybody, including your dogs, I loved that. <laughs> and and I know that they truly can contribute to almost any endeavor that you're doing. Um, I have a puppy, and I don't know at this point what I'd ever do without him. He's just so wonderful. Yeah. And, uh, you've written a book about breaking your addiction to conflict. Now, what motivated you to do this, and where do you see addiction to conflict? Let's just get jump right in the middle, since we may not have you for long. Uh, thanks, Irene. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think it's important to understand, as I kind of, you know, again, through, through my uh, spiritual studies and, and self-help work that I've done, you know, um, conflict, I think, at first glance seems like such a heavy word, you know, and on one, on one end of the spectrum it really does exist as, you know, war, famine, devastation, but on the other end it's an extremely simple word in that, you know, it's really any mental struggle where our wishes uh, fall out of sync with the demands of a situation, and it can be anything, you know. Um, right. And, and so really there's, there seems to be a quite a flourishing of this idea, and especially in mindfulness and whatnot, that, you know, Buddhism discusses it. But this the negative hardwiring of suffering that we instinctively gravitate to. And, you know, obviously conflict as a mental struggle is, is you know, it's a inevitable part of life. But I kind of talk about in my book or, you know, talk about thoroughly is that we have a tendency out of familiarity, out of the freneticism of life to to overindulge mental struggle. It becomes convenient to give in to our habitual mindset 
when, you know, it, versus working hard to spiritually reverse that, that, um, trend. And, and that's what the 12 tools are about. It's really about slowly and rapidly and as effectively as possible retraining our thinking to trust a, a lasting state of peacefulness in, in a uh, unquiet world. Okay, let me reframe this and see if I've got it. Mm-hmm. Addiction to conflict would show up for me, or probably for anybody, in this constant mind chatter that is ruminating on things that have happened that I don't like, or that disturb me, or... Take well, the, way to really deter- the way to really determine if you're consistently indulging conflict or unnecessarily indulging conflict is really your state of mind. If your life is in balance and you're happy or relatively happy, you know, you really don't need this book. I mean, it's not, it's really if, you know, you constantly feel an emotional hangover down the line. If you're, you know, on the anger side, if you get dragged into something that you don't need to and you, you, you know, have a, you know, you're constantly feeling emotionally hungover. You're constantly in obsession or distraction or fear. Um, you know, we really uncover in the book what's driving that, how to get out of that. If you just, it's really an emotional balance. If you feel like your life is emotionally unbalanced and you don't know why, in my experience, it generally has something to do with, with a, uh, a needless gravitation of mental struggle that, that you can break every day. Now, you, you've you discussed this at, at length, actually, in your book, very clearly, and you have tools, and your tools are to quiet the mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's interesting that you choose to quiet the mind. Why the emphasis there? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why you don't know? Well, I mean, you know, our thinking, you know, really I talk about all of us being inherent spiritual beings and just often being out of touch with that consciousness that's within us all, but we really get dragged into our thinking needlessly. You know, thoughts aren't facts. Fear isn't fact. You know, there's a, there's a great acronym for fear, which is false evidence appearing real. You know, we so often attach to our thinking, which is pulled and tugged by the, you know, daily emotions and daily struggles and daily challenges, and we start to believe that we are our thoughts. We are, um, you know, we are controlled by our thinking. So the idea of quieting the mind is really about leveling out what's going on. You know, again, in mindfulness, it's really just coming into the moment and letting all those thoughts flow through you and not beat yourself up for them, but not letting them dominate you. And I think in our society and with, you know, all the freneticism of technology and everything else, we can so easily kind of get dragged down that rabbit hole of, of our thinking, and that's not really who we are. And sometimes our thinking, if it gets on a negative track, is reinforced by everything we see here. You know, if you right. watch much news... Um, Right, and that's also, you know, I talk about in, in, you know, our society really does perpetuate, you know, I mean, the news just on its own basis is, you know, what makes a good news story? You see CNN is salivating over a war, famine, or, you know, they'll cover it 24 hours. I mean, it's gotten so sped up and hyperactive that it, 
yes, it's important to report what's going on in the world, but it gets so sensationalized, and, and we start to adjust our internal dialogue to match popular culture, to match media, um, you know, it's an idea where our equilibrium is really tuned up unnecessarily to a point where, in my opinion, in my experience, because I can only speak from that, seems to, uh, again, there's an excitement, yet there's also a spiritual detriment to, to being so far dragged into the 24-hour news cycle or whatnot. You know, and, and there's such an easy solution to that. Right. It's called the off switch. Exactly. <laughs> you don't have to, you know, I sort of limit, I, you know, limit actually anything that I watch in terms of news. I let myself see news once a day and that not at night. It's important to know what's going on, but I don't really want it to become a part of my, my thinking process. Your book is this wonderful combination of self-help and autobiography. And I, I applaud you for being so open, so transparent. It's not easy to do that uh, when, when it's there for the whole world. You know, what made you choose to combine this? What made you put so much of yourself in there? Well, you know, I'm not a spiritual guru by trade is generally how I address this question. You know, I, I'm... There are people, and, you know, maybe in another time in my life I can devote more time to it if it, people gravitate to my thesis. But, you know, I, I, I don't have a full-time job of lecturing and establishing my platform uh, via touring and lecturing and whatnot. So I felt that, you know, almost as an everyman, a common man who is just a businessman, that by integrating in, and obviously having a lot of experience with meditation and whatnot, that by using my story as a frame of reference, you know, how I personally fall down around, you know, my own challenges and use tools to build myself up, that that was really a good way um, to be, as you said, transparently honest in how the tools have worked in my life. I felt it was a necessary part of this book rather than preaching to someone from, um, you know, solely a place of self-help of, you know, the evolved, delivered, enlightened person, you know, that, that I'm not. I, I have to work on this every day. Don't we all? <laughs> Don't we all? And it's, I, I, I appreciate this most of all coming from someone who says, I'm not a guru. But this is helpful for me. I'm a regular person. You know, I have all the same stuff you do. But mm-hmm. this works for me. Maybe it will work for you. And I found it really interesting that you started out with your first tool as gratitude. How important do you think that is in overcoming the addiction to conflict? Well, I think gratitude is, is you know, a cornerstone of serenity. I mean... Gratitude, A, pulls us in the moment, and, you know, B, constantly reminds us of the abundance in our life. And it's so easy, again, when you're dragged down the rabbit hole of conflict and mental struggle and distraction, to forget just how much you have to be grateful for. You know, it's gratitude permeates so many religions and philosophies and whatnot, but it is such a grounding 
four, so the gratitude list, which I talk about as the first tool, really reminds us every day and any day and any time of the day how much we have to be grateful for. And, and you know, you start with the simplest things, of your health, the air you're breathing, friends, family, you know, uh, your livelihood, your pets, your fond memories. I mean, there's so much positivity that sustains us. When you actually sit down, and I do encourage that you write the list, um, you start to see, my God, I've got so many things to be grateful for. Um, you know, if you think you're losing touch with your place in the universe or your higher awareness, and you then do a gratitude list, you realize, well, certainly something or someone or something beyond is maintaining this bounty. I've got to recognize it and realize that, you know, my well-being is taken care of almost 99% of the time. Yeah. For me, it's an absolute state changer. Yeah. Now, if if I just take a little time when things get frenetic, uh, and, and, you know, we all now and then fall victim to the frenetic, if I just take time to to look around and, and think about all I have, you know, it, it's an immediate state changer. Well, you know, my 12 tools, you know, they, 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 they don't take an extensive amount of work, but they do take no. work, you know, but... but it's really, that's the precipice that readers will find. It's like, oh, my God, gratitude, that sounds sappy, or that sounds, I don't have time to go make a list, or, you know, you, you're putting out a fire, you're doing this, i got to get home to the family, the kids are screaming. You know, but it's really a very short exercise. You know, I talk about this in the book, but if you're really committed, you have to ask yourself, what do you want from life? Do you want to be peaceful? Do you want to find, you know, quiet in an unquiet world? You've got to take different steps to kind of push out your habits and that habitual thinking. And, you know, obviously the gratitude list is one of the tools. As you start to implement these and stack them together, they can become second nature and you start to realize, well, wait, I can control, I can quiet my mind and know that I'm in a state of abundance. The question is... Do all people want a peaceful state of mind? Is this where the addiction to conflict comes in, when they really enjoy always having yeah. some trauma and live in their trauma drama? That's, that's the fundamental question that permeates the book, is what do you really want from life? You know, do you like the drama? Do you like to gossip? Do you like the, um, you know, the tension... Do you like the excitement? Do you like, you know, are you addicted to it? But the question is, again, do you want to break your addiction to uh, mental struggle at times? You know, there's a fine line between kind of task-based excitement that we deal with at work and, you know, all the victories we, we have at work or out of work or at home. And, and then there's a fine line between that and, um, you know, conflict, which becomes mental struggle where, you know, things aren't going our way or aren't exactly as we wish them. You know, you have to decide um, what you really want, and that's really the fundamental question in the book. And how do, you know, I know a lot of people who don't have a clue what they really want. Do you touch on that in the book? I do. I mean, I pose the question quite a bit in the book, and I think through the tools, um, you can decide that. Uh, I'm not sure I have a tool set out 
to figure out what you want. I mean, there is a chapter towards the end, uh, you know, called Tell Your Own Story, which is really reviewing your progress as you practice the other 11 tools. And in that chapter, I really discuss what do you want. You need to take the time to decide because you're at, you know, the ultimate crossroads of your life. You can use tools like mine, which are just one set of self-help tools, um, to dramatically alter your thinking for the better. But you need to decide what do you want. I also do touch on, as other people have, the law of attraction. You can really bring into your life what you want, but you really have to decide what you want. And I, I know you talk, you talk, you give a meditation in the book, the candle meditation. You know, talk about that a little bit. What's the importance of that? What is it to do? Well, the candle meditation is, is, is a good grounding meditation. You know, I do different types of meditation. The candle meditation really is about focusing on a solitary flame that you put a few feet in front of you, you know, about eye level, and you sit in a chair and calm yourself. The, the light of the candle really reinforces kind of the light of positivity and the light of gratitude that you can find, that you will find within yourself. Um, and by concentrating on the light and moving that light through your body as you close your eyes, you bring it into your heart, and that kind of expands into a doorway of light. And, and you start to reinforce the idea of being a light-filled being that you can call on and that you are every day, every moment of your life. You, you know, through the other tools as well, you start to just gain an awareness how far you drift from that spiritual consciousness. And the candle meditation is a really good grounding meditation to bring you back to the concept of light. And the lovely thing about that meditation is once you do it, or if you do it a couple times, it's easy to close your eyes, get that image of your flame in there, and come back to that same peaceful place. That's one that doesn't seem to leave once you've done it, once you've really gotten into that. Um, It's easy to get back into that quickly. Um, it's almost time for our break now. Okay. Uh, can you stay with us to come back and tell us how to get your book, how to find you? Well, I, I wouldn't mind plugging that now because I really do have to go, and I, I hate to sound hurried. I, I'd love to come back if you want to have me back, and I could talk more about it. But you can get my book on Amazon.com, obviously, at Barnes & Noble. It's called Break Your Addiction to Conflict, 12 Tools to Quiet the Mind. Um, it's a concise book. I think it's a good book. I'd love it if you would purchase it, and uh, I appreciate your time, Irene. And they can see a review of the book on the self-improvement blog, um, and it's an easy read, a quick read, but it, it is not, um, it's meaty, is what I want to say. It's meaty. It gives you something to take with you. Uh, Nathan, I'm sorry you have to leave us Hopefully we can get you scheduled at a later time when you can be with us the whole time. But I thank you for being with us now. Thank you so much, Irene. Stay tuned. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show saying we'll be right back with more. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at World Talk Radio. 
Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at World Talk Radio and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Are you where you want to be in life? Are you experiencing the happiness that you're entitled to? How'd you like to improve your life and well-being? Take a weekly break to listen to Change Your Mind, Change Your Life with your hosts, Jim and Lynn Swearingen. You'll learn how hypnosis can truly help you rewrite the chapters of your life. You'll also learn to change perceptions of what hypnosis is and what it isn't. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for the keywords World Talk Radio. Once you're part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and happenings at the World Talk Radio network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for World Talk Radio. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We just had in our first segment Dr. Uh, Nathan Snow. I, I don't know that he has doctor, but he could. Uh, Nathan Snow, who wrote a book called 12 Tools to Quiet the Mind. Um, unfortunately, oh, it was, it's it Break Your Addiction to Conflict and 12 Tools to Quiet Your Mind to, to Deal with It. Unfortunately, he had a conflict, which really hits my funny bone. And gives us a chance to talk about some of these things. You know, um, he has some tools that I find just really lovely and quite helpful. Because keep in mind that this is all about conflict and getting our mind quiet so we can get back to a peaceful, joyful place. Now, some of you never know a peaceful, joyful place. And, you know, some of his tools can help you get there. This one I love. His tool is laugh, love, smile, and sweat. Interesting combination. But think about it. Laugh, love, smile, and sweat. It's really hard to Keep yourself in this feeling of conflict, of gloom and doom, of negativity, whatever it is that you're experiencing, the OMGs of everyday living, 
when you can bring yourself to laughter, when you can think of how much you love someone, something, yourself, when you put a smile on, even if you don't mean it, you know, sometimes if you put a smile on, you'll begin to feel like smiling, no joke. And if you're working hard, if you're working up a sweat, there's something about getting into the the flow of good work that keeps you from going over and over and over all those things that are on your mind. Um, I, I love that little tool. Another one, and this is my favorite one, Mind Your Own Damn Business is his tool. And there is great wisdom in that. Now, if you're always dabbling in somebody else's business, you're going to perpetuate your own unhappiness, your own negative mindset. You have absolutely no control over anybody else and their business. And if you stay out of it, I can guarantee you, you're going to have a better day. Now, that doesn't mean that if somebody asks you for help or guidance, that you don't give it. But mind your own business and let them mind theirs. Um, I don't think I need to say any more about that. Another one of his tools that is incredibly helpful is to be of service. If you're putting yourself out to help other people, it, and it doesn't have to be big stuff. Little stuff is, you know, sometimes the most meaningful. You don't have time to be all worried about what was on the news. Uh, you don't need to be thinking about all the, the stuff. Now, the other day, I got a call from somebody I hadn't talked to for a long time. And we ran into each other, and we decided to go to Starbucks for a cup of coffee. I'm not advertising for Starbucks, but that is just where we went. Now, it was interesting. It, it was a one-sided conversation, basically, because she went over and over and over every gory detail of her life and of her bad day. Um you know, I know everything that was wrong with her life was one thing after another. And pretty soon I noticed that I was beginning to tune her out. And then I, I kind of came back with my mind to Nathan's book and about minding your own business. What this person was doing was minding everybody else's business. And she had to tell me all about everybody else's business you know, I finally said, you know what, can we talk about something else? You know, because talking about other people really doesn't do it for me. And she kind of got the message but wasn't really happy about it. And as I thought about it, I realized basically she wears her conflict like an Olympian wears a medal. You know, she was really kind of proud of being so down about her trouble and everybody else's, you know. Her conflict basically occurred because she couldn't control everybody around her. And it made me think of Snow's 
rule or tool, mind your own damn business. And I wanted to say that, but uh, it really wasn't appropriate. Um, so I will see that she gets the book. Maybe it'll help. Maybe it won't. Uh, and then he suggests to tell your own story, you know, Put your own story so you can read it. What's your story about? Is it about all this conflict? Or do you have more to say than that? Um, it's a good little book. It's a quick read. It's an easy read. But he, he puts a twist on some things that you may not have seen before. And I would recommend that you take a look at it. There's a new kid on the self-improvement block. The other day I got an email telling me that there's a new course out, put out by the University of Pennsylvania. The University of Pennsylvania is the birthplace of positive psychology, uh, the, the home of Dr. Martin Seligman, and I love their work. If you're not familiar with positive psychology, you know, they did a lot of study before they, you know, began it, uh, looking at what are the constants, uh, 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 in terms of strengths of people. And they came up with quite a number of strengths that everyone has. And positive psychology is about finding those things that are good about you as opposed to what we're familiar with, finding all those things that are wrong with you. We, we kind of have a an illness-based society. We go to the doctor to get fixed or get something wrong, something that's wrong with us turned around instead of having a way to stay healthy. You know, we, we have an illness mentality. And the same in psychology, what's the matter with you? But positive psychology asks, what's really good about you? Well, there's a new course called Resilience Online. Um, there's a company called um, Power Thinking Corporation. I really liked what they had to say. And so I went on the website to look, and they are giving you seven days free to look at this course because it's brand new. Um, if you decide to continue with it and do the whole thing, it's $199, which is really cheap. That's their introductory price. They say they probably won't keep it there forever. Um, but it's worth every penny of it, let me tell you. I was so impressed that I called um, the president of the company, like I do sometimes, and He's going to be on the show on May the 2nd. This is a wonderful program. Now, if you've ever asked the question, why do some people fold up under the same situation that other people thrive? You know, all kinds of things are happening, and some people are singing their way through it, and some people just crumble. What's the difference? What? makes the difference. The ability to get through 
conflict with some equanimity to survive through conflict, through trouble, is called resilience. Um, it's an important concept, resilience. So, you know, this is a course that lets you take a look at it. I highly, highly recommend it. You can go on the self-improvement blog. There's an article about it today. Take a look. Sign up while you can get the seven free days uh, and try it out. See if it's a good fit for you. There's nothing else like it that I know of. They have a video with a live, well, he's not, he's on video, but it's an instructor teaching the course. The, the notes come on screen so you can see it in print as well. It's interactive. They give you, um, an opportunity in the beginning to measure your own resilience by answering, I think it's 40 questions. They give you immediate feedback so you know areas where you should work. Uh, I just, I can't recommend it enough. Um, and that, I, that's an interesting way to put it. Let's just say I highly, highly recommend that you see this program. So go to the self-improvement blog, look at the, the lead article in, on today. Uh, up in the featured articles, it's up in the the slider. Uh, you can find all the information about it. And, and if you can't, send me an email. It's time for us to take a break. When we come back, we'll just talk about all kinds of things. This is a good time, a good day for you to call in if you have any questions, just want to have a say about your story or anything I say or have said. The call-in number, write this down, is 866 866- 613-1612. And if you want to call in and have a little chat, today's a great day to do it. This is Irene Conlon saying stay tuned. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more of them. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. Step up to the microphone. View the finalists right now on VoiceAmericaKids.tv. America's next great star is waiting to be discovered. Step Up to the Microphone is an exclusive presentation for VoiceAmerica.tv, where you can see and hear America's next top child star. The program is hosted by Voice America's own Cassie Frazier, and new episodes will be available every week exclusively at VoiceAmericaKids.tv. You can say you saw them at the beginning of their superstar career. Tune in to VoiceAmericaKids.tv. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work in reducing premature births. 
Almost half a million babies are born too soon in the United States. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and life-saving programs to help moms in our communities have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us during Prematurity Awareness Month in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon, and we're doing some solo work today. Our guests could only be here for the first segment. If you'd like to call in, I really encourage you to do that. You can say anything you want to or ask any question. I'll do my best to answer it. The number is 866-613-1612. During the break, uh, they talked about the kids' channel on Voice America. You know, you might want to listen to one of those. You know, I listen to it every now and then because I just find them so much fun and so refreshing. You know, I listened to one not long ago that was a kid's cooking show, and they were just absolutely more fun. Uh, You know, if you need a lift, go to the kids' channel and listen to what some of these kids have to say. There was another one, and I can't remember the title, but it was about... Purple music or purple songs or something like that. Um, and it's a, about music in a children's cancer center. And it is absolutely one of the most inspiring shows I've heard in a long time. So I really recommend, you know what? These kids are really, really talented. We just see the, the things that kids do that we don't approve of. Well, if you want to be really lifted up and inspired, listen to some of the shows that these kids have. Really good stuff. They put some of us adults to shame. <laughs> no kidding. Um, try it. You'll like it. Let's talk just a little bit about how we view this whole thing of self-improvement. You know, I, I talk to a lot of people and a lot of them are just overwhelmed by this whole thing of trying to self-improve, trying to do this by themselves. And some people think they need somebody else to fix them. And all of these kind of ideas, I can't do it if somebody isn't telling me what to do. I need a coach. I need, you know, whatever. There are a lot of things we think we need. But let's talk about it a little bit. Now, why is it such a big deal? Just relax. No, it's not a big deal. Take a look at yourself. Decide where you want to work. You know, some people just really want to look a little better with their physical appearance. Well, what is it that you want to do? And how do you start? Where do you start? 
You know, maybe you start by going to get a really great haircut or going on a diet or going to the gym or working on your makeup, learning how to do it right, you know, tightening up your abs, whatever. You know, it may just be a physical thing. You may not like your body. It's important that you like your body because you'll take much better care of it. If you do, take a good look in the mirror. I always recommend that you do this nude so that you can really see your body. You know, think about what your body does for you every single day. It's amazing when you think about your body and all its functions. It's really quite, I want to say miraculous and certainly astonishing that it can carry on all these functions without any input from you. You know, it grows. It, it does all the digestive process without much help from you. You just have to eat the right things. Uh, maybe it's that you need a more nutritious diet. Start there and see if you can get a little more energy, feel a little better, you know, that you can... Do the toning up you need so you can look in the mirror and feel a little better about yourself. But it does not all have to be done in one day or one week or one year. You have a whole lifetime. So take it easy. Just relax. You know, what, what if you want to work on how you feel? I'm tired. I'm sluggish. Uh, I have brain fog. Why do you have those things? Take a little bit of time and think it through. This, you know, this is the wonderful feedback you get from meditation. And I'm not saying you need to meditate on it, but when you get yourself quiet, you spend some time with a very quiet mind. Answers begin to pop in your mind at a later time. You know, you get a thought. Well, maybe if I put some vegetables in my diet. The other day I watched a program called Knives Over Forks or something like that. Really was good. Uh, and another one by a man who went on a juice fast, which I, I'm not sure I recommend, but it worked for him. And they talked about how much energy you get when you eat a proper diet. But they interviewed some people and most of them said they never, ever eat a vegetable. They just don't do it. Well, yeah, no, that's where you get most of your vitamins. You need those lovely little green things and orange things. And, you know, the the easy way to do that is to put a lot of color on your plate. You know, maybe that's what you need. Maybe you need to exercise. I just heard again this week that, you know, our sedentary lifestyle is beginning to do as much damage to our bodies as smoking. And that's considerable. Um, So maybe you need to get up and move a little bit. You don't have to do that all at once either. You know, go outside and walk up the block and back. You know, in a week or two, walk two blocks and back. I have a puppy who would love to walk a, a block or two. The only thing is he goes too fast. Um, 
but but what is it that you need? You know, do you have an anger problem? Are you aware that your fuse is so short that you explode over almost nothing? You know, are you aware of that? Have other people told you that you seem to react very quickly? There was a time in my life that I was into, yeah, road rage a long time ago, but my fuse was so short, there were so many conflicts in my life that I wasn't able to deal with much more. Uh, where do you start? You know, you start with one thing. Let your, let your own inner dialogue tell you where you need to start. Do you need to start by getting yourself quiet for even five minutes a day? You know, we call that meditation. It doesn't have to be an hour. Five minutes is a great start. Uh, what, what makes you so angry? You know, who makes you angry? What are your triggers? You know, what is it that you need to do to help yourself? Um, that's where you start. Maybe it's by visualizing a scenario that the, the trigger um, does not rile you, does not you know, push your button and send you into a, a fit of rage. Maybe you need to visualize that over and over every day until it happens and you can react that way. You just take one tiny little thing to work with and focus on that. My greatest recommendation is exactly what Nathan Snow said. Start out with gratitude. Spend time in gratitude and appreciation of what you have. That's the best way to diffuse pent-up emotions, unacceptable emotions, or you know, emotions that are unacceptable to you, and that sometimes cause you to lash out at other people. You know, find things to be grateful for. Find things that are good about you. What you appreciate in you what you appreciate in that person that pushes your buttons, um, what do you appreciate? Spend some time getting your mind quiet so that you can allow something else in besides all the conflict and grief and anger. That's a good place to start. You don't have to do it all at once. You do not have to achieve perfection. The idea of perfection is one that you can set aside. We are not perfect. We don't have to be perfect. We can be better if we're happy the way we are. Ha! You've made it. Um, there's no such thing for us as perfection. So cut yourself some slack. And on that note, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more of the Self-Improvement Show.
making it easier to listen to the World Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. best-selling authors, find tantalizing new books, learn the latest healthy living tips, and be inspired to coach yourself to success on Star Style. Be the star you are every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific Time on World Talk Radio. The Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and her health hero daughter, Heather Brittany, fire up the airwaves with upbeat, positive, life-changing talk radio. It's the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are thursdays from 3 to 4 p.m pacific on the world talk radio variety channel come play with us the world talk radio variety channel You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon, and I'm just kind of enjoying our ramble today. We have a few minutes left, so if you want to call in, that's wonderful. The number is 866-613-1612, and we'll see what we can do. Uh, If you just have something to say, go ahead and call in and say it. This is a good time for that. We were talking about just some general things about self-improvement. The, uh, there are a couple other points I want to make. One is to, to realize that everybody, you, me, all of us, do the best we can with the information, the, the knowledge, the wisdom, the abilities, you know, skills, talents, whatever it is we have. We do the best we can at this moment. Now, five minutes from now, we may have a new piece of information that would cause us to take a different direction or make a different kind of decision. But right now, at this moment, we're doing our best. Everybody does. And so when you make mistakes, cut yourself some slack. Take a look at it. And see if you didn't make the best decision you knew how. The one that would be the best for you and the best for anyone else involved. When somebody else screws up, excuse the language, but that's what we call it. If somebody else screws up, give them the same benefit of the doubt. They did the best they could with what they knew at that moment. It takes a lot of the pressure off 
when you realize that that is an absolute truth that is how it is, you know, and, and it helps. The other thing is to look at your expectations. What do you expect of yourself? Are these expectations realistic? Well, I expect, I want, I plan to lose a hundred pounds by the end of the month. No, I don't think so. Um, you're not going to do that. It's not realistic. I expect to be able to speak Spanish by the end of the year. Well, I might know some pretty good words and phrases, but I doubt if I can be able to speak it fluently. Uh, whatever kind of expectations you have, take a look at them and see if they're realistic. Now, and, and what are your expectations of everybody else? Now, do they even know what your expectations are of them? You know, are you continuously disappointed because your significant other doesn't do what you want, but they have no idea that you want that? You know, and, and then you're disappointed and you may pout and, you know, whatever. It is, are, are your expectations realistic? Now, do you go into situations, and I think especially of holidays, do you go into holidays, Christmas, for example, thinking that you're going to get the same warm, fuzzy feelings and the same, you know, kind of feeling of loving everybody and everything that you got when you were a tiny child? And you're not. You know, if last Christmas was absolutely wonderful and you go into this Christmas thinking it's got to be the same, you may be really let down. Take it moment at a time. This is why we like to live in the moment um, because our expectations can often get us in trouble with ourselves. You know, before we end the show, there's a couple of things. I found this wonderful little page called 11 Ways to Get Along with People Better. Let's just run through these for the, uh, see how many we can get through. Now, before you say anything to anyone, ask yourself three things. Is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? How much would that save you if you did that? Make promises sparingly and keep them faithfully. I don't need to talk about that. Never miss the opportunity to compliment or to say something encouraging to or about someone else. And immediately after that is this one. Refuse to talk negatively about others. Don't gossip or listen to gossip. And I hear Thumper's mother saying, if you can't say something good about somebody, don't say nothing at all. I love that. Have a forgiving view about people. Keep an open mind. Discuss, but don't argue. Forget about counting to ten. Count to a thousand before you say something that's rash or unloving. Let your virtues speak for themselves. If somebody criticizes you, see if there's some truth in it. If there is, fix it. If there isn't, forget it. I love the saying, I subscribe to it, what others think of me is none of my business. Cultivate your sense of humor and don't seek so much to be consoled as to console. I think St. Francis said that. Eleven lovely ways to get along with people better. We're right up to the end of the show. 
Next week's guest you're going to love. His name is Jamal Yogis. He wrote a book called The Fear Project, What Our Most Primal Emotion Taught Me About Survival, Success, Surfing, and Love. Let me tell you, I really recommend you get this book before the show, The Fear Project, Jamal, J-A-I-M-A-L, Yogis, Y-O-G-I-S. It is a sensational read. It reads like a novel. You'll know more about fear than you ever thought you needed to know. It's all good. He's a lovely, beautiful young man who is an amazing writer. And I loved this book, The Fear Project. We're going to be talking to Jamal. If any of you are surfers, uh, love to surf, then you're going to want to hear this show. So, you know, come back next week and take a listen. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for joining in uh, with me on my chance to rant a little bit. I love it now and then. Um, so, you know, come back. Call in. Send me an email if you want. Just go to the self-improvement blog. Find me there. This is Irene Conlon saying thank you for being with us today. Come back next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.